you could please pray, come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit upon every single person here right now. Come Holy Spirit. And please give me the words that will move their hearts to conversion. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I don't know if you ever had one of those weeks in your life where you kind of have a deeper sense of gratitude because maybe you should be dead. That was like my week this past week. I don't know how your week went, but I received a phone call on Monday afternoon saying the gas line going to the building where I live over at St. Mary's Catholic Church was leaking. And I was burning candles like the whole day. Um, So that's almost like a sign of like God's grace right there. But I just had this realization like, holy crap, I could have like blown up and our week would be way, way different. I don't know if you ever had one of those weeks where you're very, very grateful that you're here. Um, And and, in, in that... Um, we're getting to the end of our liturgical year, right? So we're getting towards the time where the Lord is warning us about the end times. I don't know if you've ever contemplated your own death, um, but that's one thing that, for me, as a priest, it, it, it shook my life when I actually was in the hospital. I had a lot of collapsed lungs when I was discerning priesthood, and, and I, I kept getting spiritual attack, spiritual attack, spiritual attack. But there was one time where it got so bad where I just wrote out, my deathbed letter and said, Lord, I don't want to be on the fence anymore. I want to be all in. And anytime I am faced with my own mortality, it always kind of wakes me up. And ultimately, it brings me to deeper, deeper gratitude. I'm still here for some reason, for some purpose. And today, I just want to go over uh, three brief things to help you on your spiritual journey. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the St. Michael prayer and the origins of that, and also a story that helped my mother um, when she was grieving the loss of her mother. So three brief things. So this is something that Venerable Fulton Sheen teaches for those who are going through battles in life, right? So maybe the battle for you right now is to get through the semester with your head above water to make sure that you keep your faith, um, you don't skip out on too many things, and you you go home safely, right? So whatever your battle might be, Venerable Fulton Sheen, he says to do three things, and these three things the devil hates. The first thing is to call upon the name of Jesus. Call upon the name of Jesus. The devil hates the name of Jesus. Even just praying the name of Jesus, of course, not using it in vain, but calling upon the name of Jesus brings about a peace and a power that Scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 where the knees of all will bend. It means all the angels, all the saints, all the demons, they bend at the name of Jesus. So even if you're having a hard time, you can just say, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. That's a prayer in itself. So calling upon the name of Jesus. The second thing the evil, evil one hates, when, especially when you and I are going through battles, is we invoke, when we invoke and we pray, invoke, invoking the precious blood of Jesus. Now, I, I meet people who think you have to be a priest to do this. I'm telling you, you don't need to be a priest to do this. But the, the, the blood of Jesus is what saves us, right? The blood of Jesus is what saves us. An ounce just an ounce of the blood of Jesus put, put all the world in God's saving grace if they accept it, right? Nothing is apart from that. And when you pray, if you're having a, a spiritual fire, so to speak, things seem to be going crazy around you. When you pray, you can pray, Jesus, I invoke your blood over this situation. I invoke your blood over myself. I invoke your blood over these people or, or what have you. 
And that prayer is so powerful. I've had times where it just felt like I was putting out fires and the Lord just said, cover it in my blood. Just invoke my blood. And you can do that. You can do that. And the third thing that the devil hates is the mother of Jesus. Mary is humble, where Lucifer is prideful. In the book of Revelation, we see Satan having his head crushed under the heel of our mother Mary, which I love that. (laughs) I love that. And it's important for us to just do those three basic things as you're going through time of a time of trial, a time of tribulation, but also when things are going well, still do that. Call upon the name of Jesus, invoke the blood of Jesus, and rely upon the intercession of your mother and my mother, the mother of Jesus. Those are just three basic things I, I found to be super, super helpful. I want to throw those by you. But also, in speaking of the humility of Mary, we also know there's, in our first reading, and also in our gospel, it says that the Lord will send out his angels and one of them is named St. Michael, the archangel. Michael, the name Mikael, means who is like God, right? Who is like God? And Lucifer, he had a choice when he was going through the battle, the great battle, and he chose not to serve. He said, I will not serve. And Michael was so, he's like, I can't compare myself to God in his humility. And the, the St. Michael prayer that we, we actually go through at the end of Mass, I just want to go through where that comes from because if we have prayers that we say and we don't know what they mean, it's so interesting how it works when you and I kind of go through the motions. And this prayer is very powerful, especially in the battles that you and I go through because sometimes as soon as we walk out of this building, it's like game on, right? So in 1886, Pope Leo XIII was in Rome and he was celebrating Mass. He had cardinals with him and some different dignitaries at that mass. And when he was at the foot of the altar, at that particular altar, he stopped for 10 minutes straight. And his face became ashen white. And the cardinals were kind of looking at each other, wondering what was going on. And he went after that 10 minute period of of just pure quiet almost piercing silence. He went to his office and composed a St. Michael prayer. And he said that he heard a dialogue at the tabernacle of Jesus talking to Satan. And Satan's voice horrified him. And at that point, Satan also said, if you give me a hundred years, I will destroy your church. And he was pointing to the years between like 1900 and 1999, so the 20th century, which were some of the most bloody and brutal years to ever exist in our world's existence. We had World War I. We had the Great Depression. We had World War II. We had the Korean War. We had Vietnam. We had the sexual revolution, which introduced put and pushed Roe v. Wade, where we saw the most abortions ever committed in our world through, through its existence You've seen the Rwanda genocide. You see so, so much bloodshed. And he was right. And Pope Leo XIII, when, this, when, this, when, he, when he wrote this prayer down, he said he wanted every single church praying it. He wanted the St. Michael prayer prayed and also the Hail Holy Queen. Because these two angels, or this angel and this saint, Mother Mary, were humble, right? There's a need for humility, especially as you and I go forward into the last few weeks of the semester. 
The last thing I want to share with you is a story that helped my mother grieve the loss of her mother. My grandma, right? So my mom is a convert to the Catholic faith. She was Lutheran and became Catholic. And when I started opening my heart to the priesthood, then my mom started asking questions, why am I Catholic? Not like me, but herself. And when her mother passed, she actually had a deeper understanding and appreciation for the Holy Eucharist. And my mom and I were at daily mass when I was in seminary. Um, I came home for break, and there was an older priest, super wise priest, super humble priest at mass, and he just said, I just sense that some of you are grieving the loss of loved ones. And I was like, I can almost feel my mom's like, you know, like her, her, her throat get clenched up and she's starting to get emotional. And he just said, I just want you all to know this one thing. At every single mass, when I call down the, the Holy Spirit upon the bread and the wine, which, is, which represents your sacrifices, he says, all of the angels and all the saints are here. He said, if you have prayed for your loved one to go from purgatory into heaven, that means the closer you are to the Eucharist, the closer you are to your loved one. A God that loves you would do that for you. He would bring heaven down to earth so you wouldn't be separated from your loved ones. And as we go through this month of November, it's a month of mourning and grieving the loss of our loved ones, also to pray for the souls of those who are in purgatory. And this God who loves you, his name is Jesus, and you can call upon his sacred name whenever you're having a hard time, even before you take a test or you're about to do something that's difficult to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or if you feel like you're just, things are getting out of control and you're just just putting out fires, invoke his precious blood. And he loves you so much that he also gives you a mother, his own mother. Because sometimes things are so crazy you just want to run into your mom's arms, right? But could you imagine if you lost your own? Maybe some of you have. I know when my mom lost her mom, it, it was, it's so hard for her to mourn and grieve that. Jesus says at the end of our gospel today, Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have, pa- have taken place. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word My words will not pass away. The words of Jesus are like literally meant for your heart. When you spend time with the word of God, it fills all those voids that you and I try to fill with things that are just not going to work, whether it's drugs or whether it's pornography or whether it's anger or whether it's pride or money or even grades. Those things are not going to truly make you happy. They're not going to satisfy you. And that, that love is going to be on this altar in just a moment. And he is so humble, guys. Like, our God is so humble. You can come to him whenever you want to. He's just, like, right upstairs in the little chapel, right? And you can spend time with him, and he can console you and give you the grace that you need. And he says, my, my words will not pass away. All of this is all fleeting. This building's going to be gone someday. Your clothes, all this stuff is going to be gone. But it's his word that sustains us. And that word became flesh, and his name is Jesus. And again, he loves you more than you will ever know. And he sends his angels to support you. 
And every time you come to Mass, he's right here. And all of your loved ones, all the angels, all the saints are here to pray for you. So we just take a moment of silence. And we're called to do at every single Mass is to offer our stuff. S-H-I stuff, right? And we're called to place that on the altar and say, Lord, you take care of it. Because when I try to, it doesn't work, right? And he's like, gladly. I conquered death, by the way, so like your problems are, are like literally nothing for me. So please trust me. Please trust me. And what he asks for is your little surrenders and your big surrenders like all the time. And it's, it's so much better that way, guys. If I could just take my brain and my experience and put it in your head. Most experience, of course. Um, but it's, it's like that simple. It's like letting go. Let go and let God. So we take a moment of silence and whatever you're holding on to, whether it's resentment or it's tiredness or it's anger or whatever, lust, you name it. If you're, if, if you're trying to control that, the Lord wants you to, to let it go and put it, put it in his, his hands. And what do you receive back? His body and blood, his soul and divinity. I can't think of a better gift than God, it's God himself. It's the best gift I can give you as a priest. Someone came up to me after mass today this morning and said, Every time that a priest would celebrate Mass for Mother Teresa, she'd come to him and say, thank you for giving me Jesus. Right? That's my job is to give you Jesus, who loves you. And when we come to be more grateful and humble before him, things begin to change little by little. And we don't take, take things for granted. Even if we just realize, I might have, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be here right now. It's God's gift to us. So we pause, we pray, we reset and we start over right now. Amen.